We read the Bible verse that God will make all things come together for our good. Well, how in the world is what you're going through good? How can it ever be good? This is where I struggled so much in the beginning. I read about a Christian singer who lost her husband in a diving accident soon after Monica died. So I could relate with the pain, the confusion, and then she shared how she had to trust in God and was given hope. She, like Monica, while she was sick, had a hope I could not rely on. I had moments of hope, but not an underlying confidence in God. I thought that all the success stories, you know, all the giants and the faith were blessed and loved by God in a way that I would never understand. But I held on to those stories and replayed what they did when they were hurting. After over a year of fighting it out with God, and those were some tough days, my heart softened and I began to trust God. I went back to those stories and I started to believe that God is no respecter of persons, that if he did it for them, if he did it for Monica, he would do it for me. So do you believe that yet? Boy, when you get a hold of that kind of confidence, aka trust in God and his plan, then you're going to see progress. Grief is the hardest thing you'll ever walk through. But on the other side, you'll be able to say, God will make all things come together for my good. Today, I'm talking about one way to build that very needed hope. Hey, friend. Welcome to the Grief to Great Day podcast. Do you feel like you're going crazy? Is the shower the only place for you to really cry? Are you surrounded by people, but you still feel all alone? Do you want to be the you you were before your loved one died, but you have no idea how to get there? I'm Steph Cabanis, Southern by choice, wife, turtle triathlete, Jesus follower, and fellow traveler in the journey of grief. I too struggled to breathe, questioned God and my faith, and thought I would never be happy again. But God took my brokenness and he turned it into a breakthrough. So if you're ready to understand how to navigate grief, lean into your faith and take just one step towards healing, then bring your ugly cry, get into a comfortable place, even if that's your bed right now, and let the healing begin. Girl, there's hope for your future. Come on in the house and join me on that couch. I'm Steph, and this is Grief to Great Day. Thank you for being here. I want you to always feel welcomed and heard through this podcast. Hello to everyone listening in Ecuador, our spotlight country. And in the U.S., California, you continue to be the state with the most downloads this week. Grief to Great Day is downloaded in over 95 countries now. This tells me that there is a need to talk about grief and that it's felt throughout the world. So please know that whatever country or state you are in, you are not alone. I know there are new listeners each week, and if that is you, I'm sorry that you have to be listening to this podcast. I know you don't really want to be here, but I am glad that you are. It tells me that you're taking steps towards your healing. Now, for you new listeners, if you hear me talk about Monica, her faith, or her death, and you want some background, just go to my website, grief2greatday.com, and click on the book tab to learn more about the book I wrote, Dying to be Healed, about her faith journey through the last six months of her life. They were unreal. You would call it crazy faith. 
and her death totally changed me. She's actually the reason that you are listening to me today. In this podcast, we talk about understanding grief because it's not just being sad. Talk about how to get through those hard days and how to grow your faith, even if you don't want to talk to God right now. So if you're just starting your journey, I want you to know that life will change. It's not always going to hurt like this. It's important for you to hear that often. You'll never stop missing your loved one, but you will be able to breathe, to laugh, and to live again. I don't know what you've been through to have to walk this grief journey out. I do know that the emails I receive share very difficult stories. Maybe your loss was sudden and you're dealing with that trauma Or maybe your loss was over a period of time, like weeks or months, and you were the caretaker, so you're dealing with the added physical exhaustion. Maybe your loss was over years because your loved one had a chronic illness. Or there might be extenuating circumstances, and you have rage at what has happened. All of these scenarios, unfortunately, occur every day and bring us to our personal grief journeys. Going through other personal losses was always sad to me, and that sadness would last for weeks, months, and even, I don't know, a year. But it was sadness that I could take with me in my daily life. However, when you go through a life-changing loss, the world flips upside down, and you feel completely lost in the world that just yesterday seemed normal. You feel sick at times, unable to breathe, And you believe with every fiber in your being that life can never be good again. Something else you may feel during these times is that you're alone. You feel that no one else in the world understands what you're going through and it can become isolating. See, one of the hardest things to do when you're going through a life-changing loss is to be around others. You don't want to talk about how you're doing while you long for someone to care about how you're doing. You want to keep distance so no one tries to hug you, but it's upsetting when no one tries to hug you. There are people, and this is from my personal journey, that will literally avoid you because they're uncomfortable with your pain. And on the flip side, there are people who will ask you questions like, what happened? And it has no bearing. They don't help you. And in fact, They hurt you. Or you'll get the weird and awkward, heaven needed an angel, or they're in a better place, or all the things that just cut you. What happens when you go to church? So you want to be there to hear the word of God preached, but you also go through all the things in your head that could happen to send you running in tears. You know, the song they sing might be the song that brought great joy to your loved one. The neighbor may come up and ask you, how's your loved one? You may just have a hard time being around a lot of people right now as you feel claustrophobic. For me, getting through the entire grocery store was a challenge. So much so that I wouldn't do a full shopping trip. I would just go in for a few items so I could get the items directly and get out. See, I had left a full grocery cart in the aisle one day when the frozen fruit put me over the edge. What's important for you right now in the first year or two of grief is not to isolate yourself. 
but find the right people to be around. If you feel you have to work to spend time with someone right now, you don't need to spend time with them. What's important for you is getting through the minutes, the hours, and each day. It's important for you to know that you are not alone on this journey. No one can understand your specific loss or the circumstances around it or the experiences you bring to the table. But when a person goes through a life-changing loss, they do understand that the depth of pain that one feels and the time and work it takes to walk it out. It's also incredibly important for you to know that life won't always be like it is today. I was absolutely convinced that I would never feel joy again. I was convinced that any hope for a purpose or just a decent life was gone forever. I searched and searched for help and hope, and the only faith-based grief support was a single grief share group, which I did attend and was unable to state my name. It was so hard. See, when Monica died, I was finishing my second master's degree, and this was in public health, and my advisor knew I wasn't going to finish <laughs> the three classes in thesis because I didn't care about anything, much less a degree. She asked me what would make me interested in finishing, and I told her I couldn't find any kind of community grief support services. And after some hoops to jump through and an interview with the director, I changed the focus of my research to be on community grief support. I did that for a very selfish reason. I needed to find help. In my study, I did extensive interviews with those going through grief and those in the end-of-life care business, like doctors, hospice nurses, funeral home directors, and more. You know, just talking with those who were a little further along than me in their grief journey was hopeful and healing. Not only did I finish a master's in public health focusing on community grief support, but the seeds of this ministry were planted. Now, I can't even begin to tell you what that last statement means. So picture this. I'm sitting in the office of my public health advisor, and she's trying to make sure I don't quit. I'm sitting there thinking she is clueless that sitting in her office took me hours to emotionally prepare for. Then she did it. She shared her story of loss. And at that moment, I could breathe. I believed that she was genuine, and I started to listen. I walked out of the office with a glimmer of hope, with something to anchor me. Now, I wasn't excited about finishing the degree. Actually, I still didn't really care about that. But it felt like I had purpose, and I was going to get help too. The Grief to Great Day ministry is about hope, because what I saw God do in my life, and what I'm seeing God do in other people's lives as well. I desperately want to share that with you. Now, don't even say, yeah, that's you. It's not like that for me because you don't know my life. Why? Because those used to be my thoughts. See, my unbelief did not stop God's plan for my life, and it won't stop his plans for your life either. I know this summit will help you. It will give you hope and inspire you to make it through those hard days that few people understand. I know this because I needed this. I know this because all of those I interviewed talked about needing something 
during the holidays especially. This is a unique opportunity to hear from those who have walked what you're walking, who are just a little further along to show you that you're not alone, to be honest with their pain and their questions of faith. You need to know that your story, it's important and it's not over and that the rest of your life is important, even if it's not at all like you thought it would be. Holidays and grief are hard. So this summit, it was created to give you a break from the cultural hype around Thanksgiving and Christmas and to point you to the true healer. Sometimes I think that we look at God as knowing he can do certain things. He can heal. He can change a life, transform pain into purpose. But we always wonder if he'll do it in our lives. This summit is going to answer that question because it's going to show you that God is no respecter of persons. And yes, he will absolutely walk with you, heal you, and give you a purpose to fulfill. The word of the week, though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. And a cord of three strands, it is not quickly broken. That's what we're doing by coming together for the summit. More strands to the rope makes a stronger rope. The journey works or the work of your journey is to register for the summit today. So you have to take the steps towards healing. No one can do that for you. So don't let this opportunity pass you by. When you join the summit, you're going to be in control of how much you engage, if you engage at all. But being there with other women who get it is important and it's healing. So go to the Grief to Great Day website or the Holiday Grief Relief Summit.com website to register right now. I know you're struggling to decide if it really will help. Well, there is only one way to find out. I am really looking forward to seeing you there. Now, y'all know that all the links you need are going to be in the show notes. And if you need a home church, visit my church, opendoorchurch.com. Remember who holds your future. Hear stories of transformation at the summit and know that you know that you know that you are not alone and that you're going to make it. Keep coming back to the house. Keep sitting on this couch and keep taking those steps like registering for the summit towards your healing. Thank you for being here today, for showing up. If this podcast has given you hope, encouragement, or helped you in any way, share it with a friend either in a text or on your social platforms. Also, please subscribe, rate, and leave a written review on iTunes. It's a huge blessing for me to know that you're out there. Lastly, and this is important, you are not alone. Connect with me on the Grief to Great Day website, the link is below, and sign up for our free newsletters. I want to be able to pray for you by name. Remember, grief isn't something you're going to get over, but a great day is something you can get to.